Okay, so this is now recording. We've got we've only got twenty three hours of space in the memory card. Okay, so let's that try. All? That's all we've got. Okay, so let's try not fill that up. Right, ready. Hello, boy. Oh yeah, I'm the Suffolk Ram. And look, the yeah. return of the prodigal son. Yeah, I thought we killed you. Oh, always known we, as we, that wanker we were glad to be rid of. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how we ended up back here. I mean, I tried. I tr we so tried. I, mean, I ruined. The, we won the awards thing, yeah. and everything. I mean, yeah. I'm not giving it back. <laughs> I'm not no, giving it back. Really, the grave was still good. The grave was it, the the award wasn't for killing Bard. It was for this. That, <laughs> that was just handy. Well, we had the grave moment. there. We thought we might as well use it, and you know that's, well, why else would we? Like, and we had and we had two nice new shovels. So mm -hmm. you know what else are you going to do with them? There was an award on the line. We had gotten foreign passports with new identities and mm. all that. Why not? God, you went to all that effort for me. I'm we did, yeah. Uh -oh. We did. And then you fucked it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Dick. Kim <laughs> was no Kim was so happy when he learned you were dead. He was smiling away. Are you kidding? Yeah. Kim, I'm Kim's favourite, clearly. <laughs> we are, no, we asked him, didn't we? Yeah. We said to he say said you're you. a cunt. <laughs> That's why I'm his favourite. He was smiling. Dictator logic. He laughed his way all the way through our podcast. And yeah. he, and he I've never seen someone smile so hard. No, and you're in his seat, you know that. Yeah. Excellent. Right, so does, does that mean I'm, I'm the new leader of North Korea? Oh wait, that's, that's treasonous talk, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there's still Kim will not like that. Treason is still fucking. <laughs> that's a death sentence. Unlike here. Well, what, oh, uh, fuck you. At least I'm not calling death. names like the Chinese were until they changed that. Yeah, yeah. We learnt today that the Chinese were calling Fatty Kim the Third. Apparently, Chinese don't like this. I think it's rude to be rude about foreign dictators. That's not nice. So they blocked it. Not for any sensual. In fact, they're very chummy with North Korea because it's rude. Yes. They Feel free to take that shot at Lizzie. Nice. It's not a nice thing to say about people. He may be fat and he may be the fur Kim, but it's not a nice thing to say about people. I hope he was a all... nice bloke. He was actually. He, um... he seemed like a bit of a dick at the end of it. But no, well, right. have you have you managed to replace with your tea yet? Nope. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's intercepting uh, my shipment. <laughs> and Peter's closed down now. Yeah, because he wasn't used to, he was keeping them going, but... Yeah, so all the <laughs> things we thought were having to buy has all been falsified. And now I'm back, you know who your next guest, next guest is going to be, don't you? Not Mugari. Peter Molyneux, clearly. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, all I thought right. you were going to say Donald Trump for a second. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. the Russians will get him over here. Hey, don't you know? Are you implying I'm like on good friend terms with Donald Trump here or something? Like, well, yeah, but I did. We were joking. Might be. We, we did both have small hands, if that counts. Like, <laughs> not ooh hands. Not not you hands. I ain't got you oh. hands. Oh, Donald, 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 Donald Duck. Yeah. Um, I thought Bigley was the best word he came up with. Bigley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought Rapunzel candidate was the worst word the term he ever came up with. But there you yeah. go. Right. Evening, Annie. On to the show. What you all come here for? Really? Yes. I came here for the beer that I didn't know was going to be. Here. I don't know why. I came I'm here, happy, to be honest, but yeah. Frick. I'm That's ruined the tea. audio. Hang on. Well then, come tea. Oh, well, tea well, well, ready? Yeah. There you go. Drink. Right. Anyway, on with the show. Yes. Games we've been playing. Nothing. Not well, you. in your case, nothing. You've ruined it, bad. In my case, I've been playing Dishonored Two. Any good? Wait, what? What's um? What's the drill? Before I spoil it, is it any good? So, Dishonored, away? the first game you take on the role of the Lord Protector. Not and Thief 2. 
and no and um your first job when you, you get back from being away you return and the queen has been fine while you've been away as soon as you arrive gets murdered so not the best or protector if i'm my honest and then you spend the rest of the game with having a vengeance on the people who've dishonored you okay. by killing them but it's basically an assassin's game yeah dishonored two you're the lord protector and you're uh, interesting you can pick a character actually you can pick either between lord corvo or emily Coldwin, and who's the daughter of the creator of the empress who was murdered in the first game okay and she's grown up. It's a few years later. She's not still a child. She has grown up. Not playing as a five-year-old assassin. No, that is not. God uh, damn. That, that kid's a murderer. Having said that, kid. now I've said that, I, I actually kind of wish you were, because that would be a far more amusing game. Because I would say, that child can't be the killer. Look, she's only five years old. Stab! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, through the night. Um, and depending on who you pick, your, your opposite side gets somehow... Ah, uh, this is going to spoil the first level of Dishonored, but the don't worry. The first 30 seconds. Spoiler um, alert! Spoiler alert. Um, she gets, I just close to play as Corvo, and then he gets turned to stone by oh, a witch, who is a follow-on character from the previous game, and then you have to just regain your honour and have to go back and rescue her. Now, what... Can I just throw out there? That sounds a bit weak. I mean, at least in the last one... The, the Empress gets ruffled, you get lobbed in jail, you've got a reason to be but, pissed off. Yeah, you are, well, you are very pissed off, because Emily is your daughter. So she is quite pissed off. It's heavily implied in the first game that she's your daughter, but it's confirmed in the same name that she's definitely your daughter. Um, so you're quite pissed off, and of course, that everybody's saying that you're the murderer, because there's been this murderer going on called the Crown Killer, who they've been sort of, everybody's sort of been saying was... But didn't, look... They didn't. They learn from the first one. They blamed you in the first one. You did it, you cunt, and then you murder everyone else. Yeah, but you know, he's a good look. He saved politicians us all. and people in power aren't very original. Originative is that a word? Originative? No, we'll say it is though. <laughs> they aren't very good. Look, I've been up a long time. They aren't very good at showing great deal of imagine. No, not imaginative. That's the wrong. Word. Whatever it is, you know what I mean. They're not very good at that. Whatever that is. Oh. Um, <laughs> So anyway, you play it. Are you suffering from like after midnight syndrome? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, to me, it is after midnight because I was up at five this morning. Bless you, Paul. Um, so it's so, not very original. No, but that's not the point. The point is the game, and I tell you what, instantly made me go, "Oh my god! This is, oh my god! This is." I, I'll do. Whenever I play a game, if it's got to tour me, it's not like a tour section. I use it as my opportunity to test all the settings because I don't like setting a game up, playing the first mission. I might get into it then and I oh, I need to change the video settings. I need to change the graphics settings. Blah blah blah. blah. Mm. Tour is a great place to mess around. You can get all settings right. It's like good. I can now play the game, main game uninterrupted. That's why okay. I always do. That's what I always use to tour for. I do it with Half-Life, all of them. Oh, Often, yeah. most games now incorporate the tour into the campaign, so you can't do that. But Dishonored has a separate... Because it's actually some of its very old-fashioned style games, so you have a separate tutorial you can do separately. It's not in the main game, so you don't have to do it if you don't want to. Okay. Which is quite neat. But I'm playing this game, yeah. and they've all, all carried a voice now. And Corvo starts speaking, and I think, I recognise that voice. I really recognise that voice. I thought, it's not that's Gary, just... is it? Yes, it is. Sure, Stephen fucking some, Russell. I was like, yes. So I'm playing as. So I picked Corvo because I'm playing as Stephen Russell, playing a thief like character who goes around stealing things if he wants to. So I'm playing Thief, the proper Thief game again, effectively. Not does three it, hour of. No, does it, exactly. Does it, um, does it live up to it? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I've, um, I'm only, I've been playing for eight hours. I'm only now on the third mission. 
Fucking hell. That said, you do check every little... Oh, yeah. Oh, look, there's a bit of gravel there. Well, what Dishonored does is, it's very clever, it doesn't have, like, a big hub area, but what it does instead is, like, before each... um, you, It's the same... It's very similar to the previous game. So... You go Just across... time around, though, I've got to ask, because one thing I didn't like about the first one is if you go murder, murder, stabby, stabby route, you get punished, don't you? They've made it a lot... They've listened to that, and they've made it a lot more effective. You've got a lot more options with stealth to make stuff more interesting. Right. So pretty much any action you do has a stealth alternative to it. So, for example, if you, you can now do this, like, take down from above, and you can either kill the people as you jump on them, or you can start, knock them out. Right. So you always, you still have the option. They still have the chaos system, which I don't like the chaos system. I didn't like that in the first game. I don't like it no, in the other like games. It. It's still there, but at least you have more options with your stealth. Right. But before every mission, so you have, like, well, they've split into mission. You have, you have. At least they have a chaos system, and it's not like um, X-Blades, I think it was, where that entire game... You could, no matter how you played it, if you, depending on what skills you picked, define what ending you were going to get. Oh, that's shit. So if you picked one of, if you picked a certain class of magic spell, instantly bad ending. You didn't have to have used that spell ever, but you got the bad ending. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Chaos, chaos was weird because in the first game, chaos actually affected the weather at the end of the game. If you played lovely and nice, you got a nice sunny last stuff. If you were really naughty, you got very. Naughty. Naughty being you murdered lots of people. Oh, yeah. If, if you're, you're a bit, bit naughty. You're not on Santa's good list rainy. this year. Yeah. <laughs> you're not on Santa's good list this year. Um, then the weather got really stormy. But, so I don't know, but. but well, before, I'd be dealing with a stormy. Yes, <laughs> stormy but, so, but also, before each sort of mate or mission in the game, you're dropped off like in the city nearby so you've got this like massive open city bit to play in first before you go on you don't go it's not like a hub area where you go back to all the time oh, the it's like, no, exactly it's not like that or thief deadly shadows yeah it's not like that it's like that once the area is completed you don't go back to it because you're sort of taking parts of parts of the city mm. so make the city feel bigger because it does a very good job making the cities feel massive and big it's lots of open views where you can see it and it's a bigly city it's a really bigly city yeah Ooh, a huge city <laughs> um and it does play, and she saw the little nooks and crannies and details. It does; it's, it builds on all the stuff from the previous game. You can still do all the possession moves, all the blink move is still there. Emily has a different version. She does like this sort of long reach grab, which she sort of stretches out this tentacle, grabs something, and pulls herself across. The this hentai game. Nick's been playing a hentai game. <laughs> I've not been playing as Emily though. I've only been playing as Corvo because Emily, in my game, Emily's in a, is a stone statue, so. That can happen. Uh, yeah, she'll never like be kind saved. Of, the kind of thing you find in a hentai game, to be yeah. honest with you. She will never be saved because Nick has spent eight hours <laughs> the first few levels. I'm waiting. Look, next year. Statues. She's currently like a doorstop. <laughs> He's actually using My daughter is a doorstop. Start Nick the doorstop. I should be rescuing my daughter. However, I really want to go pick up, fuck up some overseas and mess up their... their Base. There's some gravel over here, and I want to see if there's anything in it. Yeah. Under- yeah. Under- oh, penny. The old. Well, that's the thing. No the, stone left the, the joke in the old game was you'd um, go round, you spend all your time exploring somewhere or somewhere, and you get to the end of the game, and you'd turn this little screen, summary screen, and you'd say like, "Okay, you've collected three thousand gold coins out of twenty-two thousand gold coins." It's like, well, where did I miss them all? Someone <laughs> did like a someone, um, uh, Chris Livingston, who did um, he did a um. 
text adventures of games. So he did Far Cry 3, the text adventure. Far Cry 4, 3, text adventure. He did, and he did Dishonored, the text adventure. Oh and yeah, it's like, congratulations, I think the last bit is, congratulations, you've, mur- you've murdered in all sorts of amazing comedy. You've had a really great time. Here's your reward, a bad ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll link to them in the show notes. They were quite funny to read. Um, it really just proves an everything from the previous game. It just takes the previous game, polishes it up a little. It doesn't change the formula massively, but to me that's the example of a, a game that's progressing right. It's not, let's rewrite everything from scratch. Let's just polish it a little bit, tweak a few things that are wrong, and overall make a better game. So you compare like Melee to Dark Project. They looked at the ones that were wrong with the original mm-hmm. Thief and they corrected them the new one. The mm-hmm. game itself is Melee was much better. And Melee is not vastly different to fit the Dark no. Project. But they fixed a few things that are wrong, and that's what also that's what Dishonored has done. It, it's just, I said, mate, I was in. I'm only on the third level. I I'm might have to give it a go it. then because I didn't hate the first one. I wasn't overly fond of it. I played I through quite it. Bored and the first. I really, I was so psyched for the first one when it first. Mm. Thought, well, I was sort of because I heard it was going to be the successor to Thief, and I, but I was sceptical because people had also said the same thing mm. about Assassin's Creed. And it was like, the difference uh, is though, Dishonored. A lot of the people worked on yeah. worked on Thief. Yeah, and you get that feeling when you. I always felt well, when I played. The only Dishonored. thing I found about playing the first Dishonored was um, it felt a bit too easy. I quite liked the challenge of Thief. Mm, yes, um, and Dishonored was a bit simple. <laughs> well, this is something else I listen to. A lot of players in the first Dishonored like to do a no magic run, and I, I'll, I'll, I keep meaning to do it. Well, basically, you have your magic powers, but you don't ever use them. Yeah, Dishonored too. There's a bit where you meet the outsider and you meet him for again. Because basically, you're at the start of the game. Delilah, the bad woman. She removes. Naughty, she, naughty no, she's a witch. She removes the outsiders, marks you lose all your abilities. Obviously, that's also a function to reset the game. However, it means when you go to see the outsider, you can turn to fuck off. I'm going to do this without any magic. And you can play the whole game with no magic. Neat. Do you get anything for it? Oh, I'm sure you get an achievement for it. It's bad. It'd be nice to get a in game for it. I don't know what get in game, but, um, but you just. I mean, I just thought it was a neat idea. In so fact, they've listened yeah. to it and said, all right, don't play with magic. Fine. Except this time, we'll make you not play with magic. Mm-hmm. You literally can't use them. That makes, that makes me chuckle. That's almost like you've just had a little lover's quarrel. Fine! No magic! Get out! So. Uh, yeah, to be... F- yeah. You know what? Now, fuck you! There was a um, guy, um, he's a journalist, but he did, a, he did his own Let's Play. Before he did, and he, he basically said he did a Let's Play on Dishonored. And he wanted to... He said... Right, he did a preview video. He said, right, guys, I want to do three versions of the video. You tell me which game version you want me to play, and that's what I'll do. So the first option he did was... The, he called it that, oh my, that was a rare dream. And that was the case of Corvo waking up, looking at the hand, seeing the symbol that's burned in his hand, and thinking, oh well, I don't <laughs> play with any magic, the yeah. no magic run. So he played the game up six times by this part. The second one was um, the no trace. Basically, he wants to make every, he, just, he wants to make every um, assassination look like an accident. So he'd do things like throw someone downstairs, but kill him. So he'd knock about them, throw them downstairs, yeah. kill him. Which is quite amusing. He tried that, and the guy didn't die. He'd throw them about 20 times before he actually finally mm-hmm. died. And the final one was, I'm Corvo Tyler, the loudest man in Dunmore. And he said he would only attack people if they knew he was there. So he'd literally walk into an air of zone, point his gun at the end, fire it, and then as people turn, then he'd take him down. <laughs> <laughs> And I think in the end, the people said, let's do no trace, which he did. He did, he did, he did, always, he did pretty much all the levels flawlessly. Mm. And all, I no one ever seen him, but he had played the game about six times by this so point. So you're saying there's actually a journalist out there that is committed to games and is quite good? Yes. Wow. I don't yeah. believe you. I'll link, to, I'll link to his videos. I'm going to have to, I'm going to write yeah. to this person and say, you're not really a journalist. 
He's no, a gamer. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. You're a games journalist who actually plays games and likes them yeah. and is quite exist. good. You're not real! Figment of my imagination. I'll link this letter won't go anywhere. I'll link you to his video. I've sent the email and it failed ten times. <laughs> so, all I can say is I highly recommend if you like Dishonored 1, definitely get Dishonored 2. If you're disappointed with the, well, I don't speak its name, the Shitty Thief game from a couple of years ago, which, right, let's be honest, everybody was, then Dishonored, because Dishonored just, you know, fix it. Basically, it says Thief better than Thief did. Not the original Thief, no, but the, when, the Thief when, when, when Magic Foe Thief came out, Diet Thief came out, yeah. wasn't that about the same time they were gamifying everything? I mean, emifying everything? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes, basically. Gar- they did that with Devil May Cry, didn't they? I yeah. found someone that actually liked that movie really? Devil May God. Cry. And I was did like, you slap them? Yes. Good. Well, that's the thing was they saw got Garrett and they um, basically saw said Ooh, right. I live in a clock tower and I paint my nails. Yeah, oh, yeah God, didn't they get rid of that? They got rid of that in the final version. I think they took them out. Painted nails. I didn't yeah. play it. I refused. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah that was like ridiculous. And they turned the Garrett into like generic, generic rather than just being a guy. Not some sort of stupid revolutionary as well. Like he's been. No, that in... was that was what it looked like in the trailers. But actually, nothing. He he was sort of using that to his advantage. He wasn't actually interested in revolution at all. Oh, that's good. But he used it to his advantage. So that's what I was worried. I thought he could be like a revolutionary. That's what. So he what you're saying is he's a fucking poser. He's a twat. No, Garrett from the first game. He's great. If, if you met him in a pub, you buy him a pint, you probably have a bit of a chuckle, and you get on with it, wouldn't you? Garrett from the first game, you want to. No, no he, he wouldn't. He's, 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 pretty pretty not, he, he's also pretty non violent, isn't he? He Garrett? is, he is. is. And, if he likes you, and if he likes you, he wouldn't kill you. Even though he's really cynical, which is why I liked him. Yeah. Yeah, so. Garrett's. But yeah, but but Corvo is basically Garrett. I'm sorry, he just is. When you play him, Stephen Russell is slightly more gravelly voice, but basically it's the same. He play, he he treats Corvo like the same character. They did that in um, Skyrim. Stephen Russell was the voice of the. Um, well, he's loads of voices in Skyrim. He's at, he voices lots of characters in games, but mm. um, he was the leader of the Thieves Guild in that, and sounded similar to Garrett, even though the character was a complete douchebag. Yeah. Um, and then you were. I think any. Off, I think you? any game that wants to have a thief like character in it, they'll try and get Stephen Russell because he just does it so well. Mm-hmm. He just does thief so well. But yeah, I am. I'm loving it so far. I'm only on the third level. I'm, only, I'm barely halfway through the third level because all the levels are huge again. Huge, yeah, huge, huge, huge again. They're huge levels. Um, I mean, I literally got to the third level. And I've now jumped, it's like this mental asylum. Well, it's like it's all like a sort of hospital type place, and I've. Climb my way up to the top of the building. I thought I'd see if I could do it. The thing is, the game's free enough to say, right, if you get to the top of the building, you can actually bypass pretty much the entire level. But rather than putting artificial barriers to stop you doing it, it's like, do it. If you can figure out a way to do it, go for it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. If you can figure out how to do it. It should be. Yeah, it kind of makes me think of the old Hitman games. Yeah. Or again, like the old Thief games, you're just given an area, a building, you could do it at your own pace, and you could bypass a large chunk of it. But of course, I don't like sports. Like, okay, I know where I'm going now. I'm going to explore the rest of the building well, first. Yeah, you see if you wanted to rob everything, didn't you? I so. did have one bunch of hounds because there are dogs in Dishonored, and the dogs basically, if they hear you, they'll come after you. They'll also alert people, and they've, they've got very good hearing, so they can sense you a lot earlier. Which is why, like the um, overseers, like their version of the sort of their sort of religion in the game, they use the hounds a lot. And um, I'm in this asylum, and I, I knew there was a hound about because it, it detected me, and I had to hide in some pipes, and then. Not a couple you guys because you slept on some shit. Yeah, well, right. I then went down. So like, what's in this room? I'm in this room. I walked in. It's like this is a bit empty room. And what are those feet? What are these? That thing just in front of me? Oh, it's a hound. 
Oh, it's four of them, and they're all currently asleep. That one's waking up. I'm getting out of this room right now. <laughs> so I saw out of the room, just sort of looked at them through the key on this council wakes up, and it's almost, you can almost imagine going, what the? Walks around, eventually it's all stalks off again. So I'm not going there again. <laughs> I was racing, because you know in how older games, they used to put dogs in, they used to always basically the same eye as humans, and the dogs would open doors in most games. Do you uh, remember that? Yeah. Crazy dog. The amount of games I've played where the dog could open the, open a door. And you think to yourself, that's a doorknob. Yeah. yeah. If, if that if that was a regular if it was a handle, handle I'd s- get that. But that that's a doorknob. Yeah. Oh, right. I need to inspect this dog for a minute. Where's your thumb? Actually, mate? that happened in in Deus Ex: Invisible War. I remember there was there these little they, one of the kill things about Invisible War. There weren't many, but one of the things it was they had these dog robots had a shotgun on their back. They wandered around. They had this big shotgun that used to blast you away if you were careful. And I got spitzed by one once. I tried to Fair run away. This is one of the cool things about that game. So yeah. Dogs with a shotgun in the back. What more could you worry about? Dogs with shotguns. What more could you want? Just imagine uh, the shotgun fires the head is up. No, no, it's, it's, it's above the head. Oh. They they thought of that. Um, <laughs> uh, so I literally I um, ran into this room, closed the door, thought he won't get me in here. Slits in, the door open, and the thing is that door's a push button. There's a push button that door you have to push to activate it. It's like. How did you do that? That'd be even better if be- one of them hand sensors. But the thing is, on my way in, I had not to bow over at the door, and they put the AI on this dog, just looked at me, didn't just shoot me, he just kicked the barrel at me and whacked me with the barrel, <laughs> and then shot me. The dog's like, fuck you, mate. <laughs> it's like, I'm a robot dog with a shotgun on my back. Oh, I can sh- I can kick barrels at you, <laughs> yeah. I'm hard, those cool, dogs, I tell you, those robots were cool. I like my favourite bit about that game is there's a level with a dumpster, and I used to go into the building, kill absolutely everybody, fill the dumpster up with the bodies, and then close it, because it just glitch out, and it, you just get ragdoll bodies flying out of this dumpster. It's just so they used funny. to have, yeah, there's so many things. They, but it was, there's, I, I'm sure it was deliberately designed that all the... Like boxes in the game, which you could open up with just the right size to fit a rag, <laughs> a, a body Body's. in. Just was they were the boxes didn't have glass roofs on them, so you could see straight into it, which was a bit of a thought if you want to hide a body in there. But it was just big enough, and you could just try. And I'm sure someone deliberately designed that big. Did that game like get a bit of controversy? Because I remember there's a room in it with two kids in it. You've got to talk to or rescue, and you can kill them, can't you? It's yeah, like, you one of the early games where you can do that. Yeah, they you could kill you could kill kids the first day of sex. Could you? Yeah. There's a, there's a child... Oh, a like child that asks for the crisps. Yeah, asks for the candy bar, and you can give him a candy bar or set him on fire. Um, <laughs> one way or the other, you I know. do remember, what was the game? On the N64, Body Harvest. I remember that you can get... In, there's a mission where you've got to get these kids away from this alien, and you can get in an ambulance and drive it along, and they follow the ambulance, so I drove the ambulance off a cliff. <laughs> the first Fallout games... fun. The first Fallout games had um, killable children in it. They had to remove them. For the senses, but in Fallout 2, what they did was rather than remove them to not break the game logic, they just made them all invisible. So the children are all still there, and it's possible to accidentally, I believe, I believe it's possible to accidentally kill them because the, the game logic just lurched it. But then actually, they actually, they then actually added them back in in a patch later on. Children got re- returned to the game in a patch, <laughs> which how all children appear. That's it. You know, no, just get patched know. back into reality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you so. get patched into reality. Right. Your variable was set to zero to start. I just with. remember like, children, children visible equal true or true who is false. That's it. The trouble is, once you set it to true, you can never set it to false again. That's it. <laughs> Not in any legal that's, way. That's read only. <laughs> the universe <laughs> yeah. becomes Not unless you're playing Dissex Invisible War, in which case, yes, you can. No. Sort of. <laughs> Life becomes read only. Yeah. yeah. That game I, acc- I did accidentally gas the children that game. <laughs> Accidentally. How did you manage that? I, I, I was 
I sort of accidentally thought, I've, played, I've never tried one of these gas grenades before. I wonder what happens if I throw it. And I throw it and it gassed them all. I sort of knew what was going to happen, but I wasn't totally... I'm in, so I wasn't totally... Hitler. I wasn't totally into... No, it was stun. Gassing it was children. stun. It was the stun grenade. It wasn't going to kill him. I just... <laughs> Why one of them poor fuckers was asthmatic? That's it, game over now. You didn't think of that, did There was no coughing. There was no coffin. There was just. I can't remember. I think they all went unconscious. I think. I can't remember. I don't want next So long ago since I played that game. He's going to try it again, though. That was a shit game. Tune in next week. It wasn't. I'm not going to rehash the debate on Invisible War because I've rehashed it about 10 times in this podcast, so I'm not going to do it again. I'm playing Invisible War. But yeah, so. Like say, like thief, nor like dishonoured too. Best bit of the game is playing basketball. <laughs> yes, you can do it. In, uh, you can do it in Human Revolution as well. Physics. If yeah, in Human Revolution, if you manage to score basketball, you get the balls achievement. Wow! You've got balls achievement. I think it says. Cool, cool. Right, Scars. Right, um, not really been playing games on the games I've been playing, but I have been playing with emulation. <laughs> emulation. I'm not against emulation. I've been like, playing quite a lot of emulators, actually. A lot of people freak out when you mention emulation, but it's like, look, the companies aren't making legit money from this stuff anymore. Yeah. They're not making the hardware. And That's like, it. And if you're emulating arcade games, there's no other real way of playing them, so... For sure. Mm. I mean, some people say, well, what if you can buy the games off of a virtual shop like Nintendo Shop oh, yeah, or so Sony's? I should have to buy this game. I already paid 50 quid for, like, when I was a kid. Fuck yeah. off. You've already <laughs> technically licensed the game do whatever and if it's a game that you can't get any other way just emulate it I'm, for Christ's sake I'm pretty sure actually under UK law you are actually allowed to do that if you own a game under UK law though if you rip a CD you, you, that's that's, that's, that's copy but I'm pretty sure you are um, but you are doing it for backups though yeah but they still say that if you rip a CD in, in the UK that's now that's if you copy it to another device that's though. A transfer a uh, Transformable media. Transform- yeah. If you transform CDs, that's why iTunes is technically illegal in the UK because if you import a CD into iTunes, which is built in, that's technically against the law because you've transformed the media. Yeah, However, the if, you do it as, if you do it as a backup, or you're never going to play it as a backup, then it's not technically illegal. Of right. course, the audience can't hear the air quotes, but back. So Luke hasn't emulated, he's, he's been backing up. Backing up. His backing games. Uh, let me just look at the microphones. Backing up. Feel the backing upness. So, I've been playing with front ends. I've been meaning to do this for a long time. And Front page? Ha <laughs> Front ends are basically... So, normally back in the day you'd have... You weren't backing the, up in front ends, were you? Oh, could have been. But, backing up front ends... Ugh. So, you know all of... Back in the day when we were younger, you'd have individual emulators and you'd have to start up the emulator, mm-hmm. find mm-hmm. where the games were. Hope it works. Yeah, and then uh, bickety bam, job done. Emulation has come a long way since then. I know, it's um, scary now. We can emulate Wii U now. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. And it's pretty good, it's playable. It is playable, I couldn't believe it. Wow. How do they, have they managed to sort of hack the, can you use like the proper Nintendo controllers with it? Have they hacked the uh, hardware? I to believe it? you can use a Nintendo control pad with it, yes. What about like the um, nunchucks? Uh, no, you've been able to use Wii remotes for ages. On uh, Wii, on, on regular Wii um, 
Wii games, you've been able to mm-hmm. emulate Wii, uh, Wii remotes for absolutely ages. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They've, they've, they've managed to hack the hardware. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Um, they've managed to decrypt Nintendo Wii U stuff and all that. It's, it's pretty good. I anyway. remember Dolphin actually got really advanced really quickly, didn't Yes, it? it's and it's very, very, very good. Um, I mean, I remember playing that in the early days, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this, yeah, this is alright. Now, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. It does loads of stuff. Anyways... Front ends do away with the need for individual emulation packages. Well, you still have to have the individual emulators, but you, you don't, don't need, need to access it. You don't, yeah, you don't need Link's to remember them. It will basically... You, it's a bit like having DOS versus Windows. Yeah, you sort out the front end, and once it's sorted it out, you don't have to think about anything else. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for example, uh, you've got a game on the Super Nintendo that doesn't like SNES 9X, the emulator. You can tell the front end, rather than opening that up with SNES 9X, open it up with, say, B-SNES. Mm-hmm. And rather than then saying, right, no, if you, want, if you want to play that game, Nick, you have to open it up with this one, then find the game, whatever. Now, you can just select from a list, hit the button, and it'll say, ah, oh, this game works with this emulator, that's what I've been configured for, and it opens up, and it's, it's all uh, fine. Um, I have been working with setting up front ends. We used to do it on Raspberry Pis, but there have been issues with those. There have been tons of different front ends back in the day, but one that my friends have recommended for a while now is called Launchbox. And it's Windows only, and with a premium subscription or a license for it, you can get Big Box, which is the control pad enabled mode, which I'll show right. you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Launchbox is free, but you have to use a keyboard and mouse to um, access your games. It comes up with a different menu. My only question is, if you're paying a license fee, how, where does Launchbox now sit legally? Because also they are charging for something. Uh, no, because they're not an emulator. They're just a front end. Right. Um, all they do the te- is... The technical difference. <laughs> the, equivalent of the, the game equivalent of a head shop. <laughs> it's, you see, you can't really... I mean, that's like saying, well, why you should shut down stuff like Hyperspin and Big Box and uh, Rocket Launcher and stuff like that. Because, you know, they allow you to do emulation. Well, they shut down, shut down. How, how do they get around that? Or... Well, because they're not an emulator. Yeah, that's what I just said, yes. That's like saying, yeah, well, um, we should... Uh, why is Windows sold if they let me play Game Boy Advance games? Mm. They don't. They just... Yeah, no. You know, that's, that's it. That's fine. But, um, so I, I picked up Big Box, uh, Launch Box, tried it, liked it, thought, fuck it, I'm going to stick with this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we bought Big Box, paid for the license... And it works really fucking well. So much so that I then thought, well, I wonder how much I can get a cheap PC for, for these days to dedicate to uh, to doing this. And I don't want something too low end, but then I want something high end enough to play, say, uh, Wii U games, PS2 games, that kind of stuff. Because the Raspberry Pi could already play up to PlayStation, and in some cases Dreamcast. Quite so well. that was the other big issue for them. For a long time, they weren't very efficient. So even no. like a even like on a decent PC a few years, well, not a semi-good PC a few years ago, would struggle on the old emulator. It was like someone like an Amiga emulator mm-hmm. would struggle hard. Whereas now, I mean, that's what blew my mind. When I last properly played with emulation, other than the Raspberry Pi stuff, um, Game Boy, uh, what was it? Nintendo 3DS emulators had only just really started to hit the scene. You know, mm-hmm. Dolphin was still in its infancy and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then I, I jumped back into it and I had a look and I was like, holy shit, this stuff is really quite advanced. We've got, I mean, when you told me back in the day, I think this must have been when we were doing the, started doing the podcast, you said, yeah, I am in PlayStation 2. I was like, yeah, PSX2. Yeah, PCSX2. Um, I was like, 
there's a fucking uh, an emulator for PlayStation 2. Try doing that. Um, I, right, so the hardware I bought in the end, it was about 120 quid, and I got an Intel Core i5 uh, 2400, running at 3.1 gigahertz. Uh, it's a, s- a small form factor PC, so it's about the same size as an Xbox One or PS4. Now, Probably lives, more powerful. Uh, it is. Lives underneath the TV, and for an extra £100, 130 quid, I'm going to either put in a 750Ti or um, the NVIDIA have now announced, or MSI have now announced, the 1050Ti low profile card. Might get one of those two. And that will emulate quite comfortably all the way up to Wii U without a problem. That's really Very impressive. Cool. What about things like um, PS3, PS4? PS3 has an emulator in the works. Um, but strangely enough, they've only now really started working on the original Xbox. Really? Um, yeah, and from what I understand, Xbox 360... Is that because no one ever played it? I guess so. <laughs> um, but they're all coming on really well, and I have high hopes uh, for, for these emulators in the future. The Wii U one impressed the ever-loving shit out of me. I could not believe how well that worked. I suppose it's helped a lot that because a lot of the newer consoles were getting closer and closer to PCs. Wii U, not the case. Wii U, not the case. Wii U was still... But um, of course, we're getting closer and closer to PCs, which helps a lot if you're trying to write an emulator, which is basically a PC underneath. But um, the the Wii U one, I I couldn't believe it. I mean, I think it's only about... It's not even a year old, I don't think. And, I mean, you can already play some games through to completion... Near flawlessly. There's some wow. micro. I played um, uh, Super Mario 3D World, which is the the mm-hmm. 3D, um, 3D Mario with the, where they transform into cats <laughs> yeah, and, and all that climbing stuff. in the top. I, I the one where they introduced Cat and Toad. Yeah. Um, I can, with the exception of a little bit of stutter every now and then, where it was building up um, buffer uh, uh, frame caches. Uh, for the for the graphics and stuff, it builds a, a cache for all the stuff. Um, it was flawless. I mean, I could yeah. I could not believe it. I was playing these games on the on this little emulation PC. It was brilliant, absolutely cool. brilliant. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been setting up front ends, testing different front ends, testing different uh, emulators. I've now got a, a 500 gig hard drive now loaded up with uh, games underneath the TV. I'll probably put in a um, a terabyte drive and a better graphics card. And I'm just going to emulate so that. Drive that I can play for every game ever made for those consoles. Yeah, um, well, my PlayStation collection is 360 gigs or 350 gigs. Yeah, but still, that's, that's a lot of games in there, isn't it? Um, yeah, but still, I want to eventually get to the yeah. point where it does have every game, or at least one copy of every game from every system, from every region, uh, on it, so that I can play every game from now to the past. On the one box, I don't mind buying these games like with the Wii U. A lot of people, like, well, you're emulating Wii U. All I'm going to say is, please, please make sure you back up that hard drive occasionally. Yes, <laughs> I, yeah, I plan to. I plan to. Your own sanity. Because um, it's, I've it's, installed the last game. I've got all of them. Hard drive, drive failure. Yeah, well, funnily <laughs> enough, we did. We started having a drive problem, uh, not in that machine, but in one of the machines I used to edit on started giving me issues and I was oh no the nightmares I had yeah. to go through to save a project was I am um, I keep getting hard drive failures in my PC but there's a PC hard drive which has been failing for the last year and a half you've I been am. pushing it then <laughs> I was like it's still technically working I just I just don't trust it with anything important yes, it's got so Windows installed and that's it yeah um, I had I got um, 
there's actually a hard drive analysis tool I got for it to test it. Mm -hmm. But the guy who did the analysis tool really, really, really likes anime. Right. He it, literally the whole tool is anime themed. So all of, and you can choose different. And it you, has to have anime themes. <laughs> I like this. And you have to, you can pick which anime girl you have in the surrounding. That's all in what's in the options menu. Which girl would you like to have in the surrounding? Nothing it's a bit weird. And the best one was the review of it saying positive and negatives of the review. It's made by a Japanese person. So positive negatives review. Positive. Really does it's really in depth, does a lot of, tells me a lot of stuff about the hard drive, really good. Negatives. You Japanese people are just weird. That's <laughs> ne a negative. Negatives <laughs> doesn't have my waifu in it. Yeah, my yeah. waifu's not there. There's <laughs> <laughs> my husbando. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. I'll link to that in the show notes. You too can have anime chicks announcing your hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> Best way. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm what have you got there at the moment? Uh, right, so we've got. Well, which anime girls have you got yeah. on there? <laughs> <laughs> which anime girls yeah. have I got on there? Um, at the moment, it's got a full NES collection. Yeah. Uh, Master System collection, because that was the more popular system over here. Um, yeah, which is strange, isn't it? Commodore 64, Atari 2600, ZX Spectrum, Super Nintendo, Mega Drive. Game Gear, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. You've got um, one amalgamated emulator, haven't you, for Sega stuff? Fusion, is it? And it does. Yeah. Well, use RetroArch these days. Yeah. Actually, if you're looking into emulation, go RetroArch. Okay. And it does everything. It is the nice all-in-one emulator. That is basically the emulator that runs on Raspberry Pi. Okay. Um, we've got uh, PlayStation, some PlayStation, not my entire collection on there because I'd fill the drive up like instantly. Sega Saturn is now being emulated quite well. Oh, wow, that sounds good. I've um, wanted to play emulated Saturn for a long I haven't time. got any Dreamcast games on there yet, but I've got quite a few in storage that I could play. Um, PlayStation 2, I've got PlayStation 2 on there. Uh, GameCube, Wii U, Nintendo Wii. Uh, Pretty much every console I've made. 3DS is on there as well, I've got some 3DS on there. Uh, and a full DS collection as well. No Atari. Yeah, Atari 2600. You've got Atari, have you? Oh, yes, cool. of course. Because how else can I play Berserk without Atari 2600? <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was pretty good. I haven't got my main collection on there yet, because that's another 60 gigs. I need a bigger drive for it to, to put all that stuff on there. Um, what was, there was, there's another one that I wanted to put on there, but I, for life, I can't remember what it was. But so far, I'm having a shit ton of fun with it. It's been absolutely brilliant. Emulation um, is the way to go. I'm going to be using it to play Elite Dangerous in the living room as well. Cool. Um, I get... When I get the 1050 Ti, um, I will be playing. I'll be using that to play games like Armello and Elite Dangerous and stuff like that. So controller-wise, does it support? Do you have? We well, say you can have a controller. Can I use any controller, or do uh, you have to have a specific... any any X input supported controller? So, um, so X input is an input method. Yeah, um, it's driver based. Um, so that'd be Xbox 360. Yeah, Xbox 360, yeah, Xbox I mean. One. Um, you can use, I believe, PS4 control pads with it. Um, PlayStation 3. You can use the 8-bit Do controls that I really like as well. The little Bluetooth ones and the like NES controls. Um, loads of controls. It, it just fucking works, and it's absolutely brilliant. Emulation has come a long fucking way since yeah. we were younger. Yeah. Um, I can remember back in the day struggling to emulate Super Nintendo. Can remember on emulating on the college computer? No, the, the the school computers. Yes. Um, in the, in our Street high school. Street Fighter two tournaments instead of lessons. Brilliant. Yep. <laughs> in the days, that was back when PlayStation emulation was a new thing. Mm -hmm. 
That yeah. was you needed a pretty intense machine to run. I remember we used to emulate a Dragon Ball Z game, and it was all in Japanese. Yeah. Just a, yeah, we'll get through this role playing game that we can't understand. Good time. Yeah. I actually beat it. Now. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I beat the full series. In the end. It's been translated now, though, isn't it? As well. I don't know. I remember, so I remember yeah, playing yeah, a rough, I remember playing a rough patch back in the day, but yeah. it was been quite The only emulator I ever dabbled with was a Sega Mega Drive emulator or Genesis emulator. Mm-hmm. Well, Mega Drive if you're one of us. Yeah, but it was, well, no, it was, it was, it was only Genesis, Genesis in, in America. But everyone you get all say Genesis. They usually say Genesis on anyway. Assholes. Yeah. <laughs> and I um and it was command line based. Just makes me think of Phil Collins. I haven't got an MSX emulator on there. Oh my god! That, I, need to put wow. the Ami- I need to put my Amiga set on there as well. So many games I must put on here! The choices! Oh, oh, right. This is our Nick is so fun. For literally 250 quid all in, I'll have a machine that plays most PC games at high, very high 1080p 60 frames a second. That's because you right? can play all the Golden Age stuff, man. I can play all my retro stuff. All in one little box. All for around two hundred and fifty quid. Yes, I'm yeah, so I, happy. I, I should get by comfortably just playing those games. Yeah, it's it's amazing, absolutely amazing. Scum VM, I've got Scum on there oh, as well, yeah, so I can yeah. play on my point and click games. Nice, damn, yes. tentacle. That's, that's so good. It's so fun. Best fucking investment ever. He's happy. Yes, and my kids are happy too. Oh. So it's another thing to confuse their little minds with. Wait, this computer plays that. How come the thing that has this control pad on it normally, the Xbox One, how come this doesn't play Super Nintendo games normally? Uh, what it does when we put it in there? No, no, it's an emulator. What's an emulator? Yeah. Oh, God, I can't explain this to our All right, kids, let me see, Dan. I'm going to take you through Computer Science 101. Yep. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a, there's, a, there's a thing called a 1 and then a 0. Yeah. And they developed the ARM architecture. <laughs> I'll just work up from there. <laughs> Just like, there you go. We're going to talk about MIPS, yeah. I've got a book on computer architecture. I'll lend it to you. You can show them it. They'll love it. It's full of truth tables and (laughs) and logic gate diagrams. You'll love it. Oh, good times. Let's have a look. Uh, I need to fix my lack of MSX and Amiga. Yes, I do. I do. I must. uh, I can't wait. It's going to be great. I can play cannon fodder in 1080p. Classic. I would just like to take a moment to apologise to the audio watchers because they probably are just hearing yeah, machine gun fire on the roof. Ah, it's machine cool. gun fire. It's not rain. It's Kim. <laughs> it's, well, it Kim. Is, yeah, it's, it's the rain of Kim. Kim's yeah. rain. Yeah. He's not happy with the things that Bard has said about him. Bad Bard. Right, Bad yeah. Bard. Naughty Bard. Naughty Bard. Get turned to stone. And Behave yourself or I'll get Putin on you. You'll get a bad ending now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. So, stuff we're looking forward to. Nothing. Oh, did, did you, oh, sorry, I've got, I've got, do you have anything to add to this game you've been playing before I move on? Good. No, I haven't stuff. been playing anything. No. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't I'm know. keeping this podcast afloat, yay. <laughs> stuff we're looking forward to. I, I um, have been watching something, but I'll throw that in whenever we get to that point. Alright, we'll go to there. Um, stuff we're looking forward to. Um, so, saw on my Steam this the other day, been announced, or it's been announced a while ago, but I missed it completely, because I don't really read enough websites. The Walking Dead, Season 3, the Telltale Game Series, is coming out on the 20th of December. Alright. I am, yes! I love Walking Dead. I am, yes. I am, yes. Um, I am, yes! Season 1 was just brilliant. Well written, perfectly written. Season 2 had a bit of a logical writing flaw in it, but they made the... Because season 1, 
you played the guy who had took in the sort of like young girl under his ring, wing and sort of helped to show to the work. And then in season two, you played as the young girl. It didn't well, make sense because nobody else picked that up, did they? Never mind. It doesn't nothing rude. Only in your dirty mind. Um, no so it's called the Walking Dead. Right. So the um, in season two, you play as the young girl herself, which didn't make sense because like you got people sending you like on like. The patrols with the two guys armed with guns. Like, this doesn't make sense. Why are you sending her out on the patrol? Send someone who can use a gun out on patrol. Who will you trust to use a gun? Don't send a child out to do it. Stupid people. Um, but what they've done it's season. Ageism, that is. Season. Sorry, no, it's not ageism to say. Hey, like... There are countries that have nothing know... but child soldiers. Although, I just Shouldn't forgot. You be I just them forgot. Soldiers, I just God. forgot. It is America. It's saying. That explains everything. <laughs> um, so this one is season three. And if the kid shoots her parents. Yes. Season three is set a few years after. She did actually shoot. She didn't shoot her parents, but shot her father thing. Wow. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So um, it's set four years after the previous one. Uh, uh, spoiler isn't the <laughs> Just that they throw it out there. Oh, fuck's sake. I'm kicking you out the next one. Who <laughs> put you in charge? I own the microphone. So right. we can we can mime it. It's fine. We'll call it the mime cast. This is why we stopped inviting. I'm so glad that stuff like treason isn't the. Thing I'm so glad anymore. we use pseudonyms for this now. <laughs> I'm so... My mother shares this with her church group. Whose fault is that? <laughs> not mine. I didn't put attention to this. I, I was a gasp. Are, you, are this. you knocking your mum now, Nick? Bless her. <laughs> Yeah, don't yeah. you say oh, bad thing about your I'm mom. sure the the seventy old lady who likes to come to church every week and like puts and helps all sorts out. But you're supposed home. to keep this calm and clean, Nick. I was by not inviting you for four three weeks. Mom, <laughs> no, fair point. Does your mum listen to the podcast? No, that's a big problem. Thank God. <laughs> She watched if it. If you right? did, I'm so sorry. Well, look, look, we'll post our guide to Castlevania, okay, and that's really going to help the churchgoers with stuff. Holy water and crucifixes, <laughs> they ward off vampires real well, you know, like, press up they the bee when my... they come near, like. They ward off most youth these days, too. <laughs> uh, I'm ruined, I really am. How are we ruined? No one listens. <sighs> Just think the GCHQ sucking all this up, mate. This is We're on. How many lists are we on? I want to know. I'm going to put in a. I'm, I'm going to query the GCHQ on this one. How I'm many wait, lists? I'm waiting for the KGB listeners. I'm, I'm just waiting for Trump to put a treat against us because he's he doesn't do anything else. Oh, he's going to love it. What are you want about? It? He'll love us. No, he won't. He will. He'll go down to that. If Trump loves us, I'll make sure that he hates Thorny us. That is, is a hugely good guy, man. He's bigly man! awesome. I can't imagine Trump ever saying man. He might do. <laughs> <laughs> He's a oh. huge inspiration to me. <laughs> I don't mind being a North Korean sympathizer. He's got little hands like I have. Yeah, and he doesn't North care Korea, what he North says. North Korean sympathizers are fine. Trump supporter, that's too far. <laughs> yeah. that, you've pushed us over the edge now, Bard. That's too far. Damn, it's man. no longer funny. <laughs> In fairness, I would have probably voted Trump over Clinton. Well, just for lulls. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to vote Bernie Sanders, but hey, he got cheated out. So I'm just I'm just saying. It was, that it again? was a bit of a wet hanky, though. Don't you dare! <laughs> a bit of a hand ringer. As I said to you last podcast, voting between Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump was like choosing which sexual transmitted disease you wanted to have. <laughs> yeah. 
For which slice should of fish? Should I have sh- comedia this month? Or which, should I have eight? What shall I have? Which, which slice is more of fashion shit sandwich uh, yeah. do you want? <laughs> yeah. I've got yeah, a shit sandwich. What part do you want? The giant douche or the turd sandwich? Yeah, <laughs> it's literally you couldn't win. Whatever you did, the only choice, the only choice was not to play the game. To quote war games. Yeah, that. that the that only winning work. move is not to play. Yes, it is. Good old Joshua. Joshua. Oh, look, war games is a good film. Anyway, that was a sequel. Ali Sheen. Yeah, I, I avoid the sequel because apparently it was awful. Yeah, well, that was that was all right. Joshua was in it, so that was the saving grace. Whoopa! <laughs> Do you ever play the game? No. There's there's an RTS game based on war games. You either play as the humans or you play. No, as that was war on PlayStation, games. wasn't it? No, it was on PC. I played the PC version. Oh, I was, was on that PlayStation the one made as well. by you could be the robots who or Explain it wasn't quote. really an RTS though, was it? It was like you were playing as a unit and you could control and give. I remember, I remember distinctive. Well, I never quite understood. I'll try to remember what part of the film that Joshua discovered the ability to build robots. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that part of the film. Yeah, because the game was called War Games Defcon One on yeah. PlayStation and PC. See, I'm not just a pretty know, face. Game, I am here to supply you with information. War Games was apparently the idea behind War Games the comparison was apparently based on the idea of the, the fact that the Russians actually had an automated missile launch system at one point. They actually had a system which would automatically launch nuclear missiles. I'd just like to throw out there that the, the day that you take the human element out of anything is a very, very bad move in my opinion. Mm. It's always a bad move. You just imagine it in the Kremlin or the White House, like nuclear launch protocols have come to serious error. Do you wish to reboot this process? Oh shit! Here we go. Yeah, or it's like it's yeah, it all gets a buffer overflow and launches all the nukes at all <laughs> due to massive miscalculation. Also, launches all the nukes against the Isle of Wight. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. I don't know. I just, yeah. I Theresa May rings at Donald Trump saying, "Why are you nuking the Isle of Wight? What did it ever do to you?" It wasn't huge enough. Can't we? <laughs> needed to be bigly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would nuke. Uh, he would nuke all those wind turbines near his, his golf course. He <laughs> might do. Yeah. You know, actually, I found a very funny story the other day. You know that joke, running joke about he's going to build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. An intelligent offence. An offence, but apparently. He's, he made a build golf course, and there were two people he wanted to help to move. And they refused to move. Mm. So, despite them, the first person he built Earth Bank around the part of the house they couldn't see the sea anymore. The second person he built a fence to find them for and sent them the bill. <laughs> so there's precedence to this. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear, Donald. Donald, 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 you're off my Christmas list. Yeah. I asked Donald and fucking Barack to do one thing and you fucked up, lads! What was the one thing? Nothing to do with you! What was, the, what was the one thing you asked him to do? Stop being cunts, but this is America we're talking about, so it's not. No, Kabar was always quite a cool guy. No, he fucking won! Oh dear, politics on the podcast, and I'm the one that supplies all the terror. Oh, for God's sake, that useless, useless sack of fucking skin, and same with fucking Trump and Clinton, you cunts. Why can't you just die and reduce your carbon fucking footprint? Thank anyway. you for watching the Daily Politics program today. <laughs> And we won't be having this guest one again. And fucking... Don't get me started See, on Twitter. I get the moment. blame, even though I didn't instigate this. You sort of did. I was t- talking about other things. <laughs> there you go. I'm done. I was making politically incorrect jokes. That's the only sort of politics I had involved in this conversation. I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. not going to... I'm not going to talk about Walking Dead anymore, because it's going to raise more... 
jokes. Was it a point? Uh, in, um, I can't remember. Was that a point in click? The Walking Dead, or was it? No, you, I don't. Yeah, you. Um, Telltale did the. Um, it's not pointing You walk round. You've the arrow key. You walk around Rosdy, but it's like it's like it's like a point that there's fixed areas that you walk oh, yeah. round. Um, and then when you get close, then you point and click to sort of like select things and combine. The only one I ever finished was the Wolf Among Us. Yes, they did. Very similar style. That was good. Oh, yeah. uh, Back to the Future. They did the Back to the Future one. Yes. They did. That wasn't very good, though. Apparently, it wasn't great. They apparently. remastered it. Yeah, it, it instantly it's becomes. Good. It instantly becomes way better as soon as um as old uh, Wilson becomes yeah. the voice of Wolf Town again. Yeah, Wolf Among Us was a good one. Walking Dead was good. Apparently, I've heard they did also do Game of Thrones. Apparently, it wasn't very good. They did Sam and Max as well, didn't they? they that was quite popular. That was what this all started doing. Apparently, they did Game of Thrones. Sam and Max. The newer Sam Max, not the first two. They did the first two. That was LucasArts. The later ones they did. I think um, it was them anyway. I'm pretty certain it was them. They did... The one that saw was the real misform was they... And I, at the time, I saw them now, so I thought, this ain't going to go well, was they did the Minecraft point-and-click game. Oh yeah, and that was apparently fucking oh, awful. I did, I did see that. I was like, you put a story in Minecraft, a game about building and exploring. Really, there's I a Minecraft still... film coming. Wow, I still find the videos funny of the Minecon on the internet. God, that's funny. Oh god. So they haven't got a spotless reputation. However, all Walking Dead have been good. I like the first one. The second one was not quite as good as the first one. They are well received. High, aren't I've they, got high they? hopes for the third one because it's going to be set. It's because basically it's set four years after the previous one, so Clementine's grown up. Mm-hmm. So she, it now makes sense that she has a gun. And she's a bit more getting involved with the source of survival aspects. How much is tied into the, the the first one? The first one shared a character, but he disappeared after the first episode. And they also go to a place in the TV series. So they go to, in TV series, you go to Henschel's farm, which you well, visit in the TV walking... series is based on... Um... A comic book. Yeah. Comic book came first, in the TV series. Yeah. Then there was... So the, the walking... game's based on the comic books, or the it's TV based series, on... or just loose? It's, both, it's based on the universe. The characters in the, the game, the, the, the point and click game, are independently made. Because the thing is, because it covers the whole of the US, at least, part of the whole world, mm. you can completely segregate it off. However, in the first episode, first chapter, you do go to a place called Henschel's Farm, mm-hmm. which you go to the TV series. However, you go there just before the TV series goes there. Mm-hmm. So you sort of see it before all goes bad and you see the events that lead up to the what happens in the TV series I quite like it when they do stuff yeah, like that. Cool. but other than that they've kept it very they kept it very separate separate from it because they didn't want to infringe much so they use the same universe but they're not because actually fact you get bored if it can't get tying in so the, most of the characters are completely separate to the TV and the TV series. Sure. Which I've only, I've never actually watched. I need to sit down and watch that. It's one of it's on my to do list to watch, but I've never actually done it. Mm. Um, I still need to watch Westworld. I did, I did put Mark up. I've seen the first couple of episodes of that. That's pretty I, good. That was, yeah, I've, I've watched always the finale now. Really good. Really? I literally just watched the finale and just text my friend, I've just seen the finale of Westworld. OMG. <laughs> cool. I literally, it literally was. Oh my god! I, when we, Nick does an internet, <laughs> yeah, it was a. The, the, the thing is, I, I, I'm trying. I'm a sucker for twists because I'm. Not, I don't see all. The everybody, I, I always like to. After I've watched it, I tend to go back through and read like the forums and stuff afterwards when the episodes come out. And the big twist, someone guesses in one of the forums, like episode two. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming at all. I was like, oh my god! Anyway, I won't spoil Westworld. Um, yeah, no spoilers, Nick. No spoilers. No, mm-hmm. definitely not. <laughs> we'll have to beat yourself out. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I won't be talking about it on the next podcast because there's be time machine magic in the next podcast. Cool. You know, the podcast is technically coming out after its release, but there'll be magic involved in that. Cool. Right, um, so you wanted to talk about a TV series. Yeah, yeah I, was, I wanted to speak about that next week is the climax of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable, which is uh, JoJo Part 4 for anybody that's been following it. Um, now, I don't think you've caught up to Part 4 yet, have you? No. Are you still watching Part 3? Stardust Crusaders. Where did you get to? I've got to start it again. Um, I mean, I didn't even get up to the introduction of uh, Whole Horse. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, well, yeah. well, Inky well. did, but because because um, she started watching it, she continued watching it whilst I think I was at work at some point. By the time I got back, I was so far behind that I just... I really I like Whole Horse. Whole Horse is, I think, one of his better characters. I think the, the card games might have been one of the last ones I watched. Oh right, yeah, yeah the, 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 the Derby battle. Yeah. That's awesome. That um, way before this series came out, because I, I kind of had a bit of a head start on JoJo because I played the games and I'd read some of the manga. New game on PS4, my yeah. Is that the Eyes of Heaven one or is that a new one? I don't know. There's two about. games, isn't there? You got the All Star Battle, which is like a beat 'em up, and you've got Eyes of Heaven, which is some weird third person kind of arena game. I'm not really sure how it works. They have one of those on PlayStation as well. Okay, well then this new one might be something different then. Okay. Which will be interesting, I'll have to look into that. But yeah, I'd already been in, I, I, I first got introduced to the series in the, the late 90s, because the manga was over here then, and then you had the uh, Dreamcast game. The Capcom Dreamcast game, and uh, there was an OVA as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't like a lot of the older stuff. No? no. Like what, the, the game or the... Uh, the game was great, I loved the game. Did that you, was, you talk about fun. the OVA then? Or? Yes, there's a lot of the animated stuff was just... There was, a well, there was only that one OVA for, for part three, there was, I can't remember how many episodes It didn't were. seem, it just didn't feel right But to that me. OVA is what introduced me to that derby battle, and I absolutely loved that. That was what got me to really like Jojo, that, that battle... And I have to say, this is one of the things I was talking about on the internet with some people earlier, actually, that makes Part 4 so good, is it's where Araki has really gotten to the point where... Because I think JoJo is one of my favourite mangas and animes, purely because I find like when I read a lot of Western superhero comic books and stuff, they're very stale. Mm-hmm. They don't. They, you just got guys with superpowers that do basic, generic stuff against each other. And one thing that Araki does, which is very very sort of kind of trailblazing in a way is he always comes up with powers that may be a a little bit off the wall and then he comes up with insanely interesting ideas of how to use them Mm. so you're what is a battle in Jojo which may appear on the surface to be like any other kind of battle they play out more like chess games than anything else because you've got two guys that are sussing each other's abilities out Mm. and starting with part two because his, his first one, which was Phantom Blood, you, you saw all of Phantom Blood, didn't you? Yeah, um, I've read Phantom Blood. Too. Yeah, you, you've got um, Jonathan Joestar, who's pretty much a, a very basic shonen protagonist, and that he is like he fights for right, and he's all honourable and good, and really big and strong, and yeah, he he's that kind of generic shonen hero. And part two mixes it up by throwing Joseph, my favourite jo- JoJo in, who's mm. uh, a little bit more tricksy, I think. Araki describes him as like a swindler trickster type. Mm-hmm. So from that point on, Jojo protags tend to be a little bit more based around 
utilizing their powers to outsmart people like mm-hmm. they'll come up with something and the, the cool thing about I, I won't spoil or anything but the cool thing about Josuke which is the main guy in part 4 is he has the ability to fix anything that he hits so anything that is stand attacks he can I mend. have that ability <laughs> with my PC it doesn't work Whash! there you go hey it's working again sorted um, and it's the way he utilizes this ability that it blows my mind a couple of times. There's a couple of instances where he does things, and I'm like, bloody hell, I did not see that coming. And and that's what I love about JoJo. Every fight that happens, I never have a clue about how they're going to end, What's gonna, what the hell is even going to be involved, because it's so bizarre and off the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I just say, do we need to just, there's been quite a few podcasts and months since we lost us, do we just need to briefly summarise JoJo for anyone who's new wow. listening? Just that's a very JoJo. difficult thing. I know, oh, Bart, has, Bart has just kind of given it a run yeah. through by giving it the, the, the basic yeah, idea, yeah, I'll give you a basic yeah. idea. It is like, uh, it starts off with a guy in 18, uh, the 1800s, um, who is uh, what's he the, the heir to the Joe Star family? So like a, a rich family, um, a noble family, and they end up adopting this guy called Dio because Dio's father saved, um, Joe. Uh, yeah, saved quotes. Jonathan's father. The reason there's quotes is because Dio's father kind of does it for selfish reasons. Yeah, but yeah, he saves him because he's involved in a carriage accident. So to repay his debt, when Dio's father dies. Jonathan takes Jonathan's father takes Dio in. Yeah. But Dio is like the most irredeemably evil guy ever. Like the the one thing with Dio that I don't like about Dio, even though I can love Dio, is that there's kind of no reason for Dio to be evil. A lot of Dio's evil is like this sort of is in the sense that he might have suffered quite a bit growing up because he was poor and he lived in a he but, hated his father, didn't he? But he's the, the way Joseph. He's is, just a dick. Yeah, yeah. The, the way the way that Jonathan is with him, they sort of have a brotherhood, to, but it's all fake. Like it's all Dio is just more, like pretending, and yeah, Dio is basically the protagonist that ends up becoming the big overarching JoJo protagonist. I won't say why, but the story then follows the the generations of Joe stars afterwards. So it will. The second one is uh, Jotaro's, but they always skip a generation. So it's Jotaro's, or Jonathan's grandson is Joseph. And then his grandson is Jotaro. And then Josuke now, the interesting thing with Josuke is, he's actually Joseph's son, but with a woman that nobody knew Joseph had had a a child with. Um, So like Jotaro, he's part English, part Japanese, Mm -hmm. because it starts off in England and it ends up in English. The Joe starts in an English family. But part four is very different from the rest in that one thing, if you watch the anime at least, is the art style is quite interesting. It's, have you watched any of it yet? No, I haven't. It's yet. all done it's in, bookmarked, but I haven't. It's all done in pastel colours, and it looks really different to the other series, um, which at first kind of put people off a bit, but then the more you watch it, and if you've sort of read the manga, you kind of get an idea of why it looks like that, and it accentuates it a, a bit more. It just... It, it really fits. It fits the tone. Because part four kind of plays out like a slice of life anime, in a way, with superpowered individuals and serial killers. That's kind of how it plays out. We're, we've got a nice little town. There's a serial killer in this nice little town. Um, a bunch of sort of school kids get kind of wrapped up in what's going on with the serial killer. But they're not kind of like your generic... Uh, the, say generic, but the general anime school kid heroes are they they're kind of older and a bit more um brash i would say but yeah that 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 series kind of runs along the lines of you've got this this guy that's 
killing people in this town. Um, and these, the, the Joe Star family that is current within that town, kind of set out to stop him. But that's a really basic rundown of it because lots of interesting stuff happens. There is a shit ton of to try and summarise. Yeah, JoJo's bizarre adventure is just. It's it's hard because you spoil it so much if you do summarise it. Yeah. Like and yeah. and it takes this watching Phantom Blood. No, I think you've done a fairly good job of giving people an overview of what it's about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like the guys have superpowers as well that is something I need to throw in and they use well starting with part 3 they use stands which are kind of like a psychic projection of a person's abilities and they're kind of like the best way I describe them is they're like ghosts that attack things with you they work alongside you but their powers are all different so Jotaro's is kind of run of the mill self explanatory isn't it he's got the uh, um, star platinum and star platinum mm-hmm. just hits things but yeah. it can only attack things that, that are close to it. So it's like a big dude that attacks things really fast and hits them. Um, but then he's ridiculously quick and surgically precise. Yeah. So that's kind of his thing. But then you've got guys that can do stuff like there's a guy called Steely Dan, and he can put his in your ear and it can kill you from like miles away. Like and um, but it takes a long time to do it. So if you can find him and kill him first, kind of half the battle is 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 in that. Um, and so are these, really actually, are these actually like sort of actual entities, or just sort of their manif- uh, a, Is it a way of representing them powers, or more is an manifest- actual entity? It's a them? manifestation of their powers more than an entity. But some of them have, starting with part four, really. Some of them have ones that are able to think on their own. I suppose they can in part three to a degree. They're not really entities, but Star Platinum stops Jotaro from shooting himself, doesn't it? Catches the bullet, doesn't it? So. Yeah, that happens. But there's a, there's one in part four that is more sentient, I would say, than the others. He's a bit more, uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit more of a, of a of an entity, as you put it. Um, but yeah, part four is one of my favourite parts. It's, I'd like to throw out there that um, kind of a spoiler, I suppose, that these are all tied to your physical body as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the damage is done to the stand, the damage will be done to you and vice versa. Ooh. Um, so you have to be careful with how you utilise them. Um, is it kind of a spoiler that Polnareff is it Polnareff? Yeah, gets injured at one point and his stand is also injured. Yeah, his so stand is all messed up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it that's to... a spoiler, but yeah, yeah. Is it a like one-to-one relationship, or your stand's like stronger than you, so they can take more punishment, and you get like portion? Or is it like it depends if your on the stand, stand. Gets stabbed, you're really bad. Depending on the stand, the stand might be stronger than you and be able to take more damage. Or it could be weaker than you, and it could be something that if someone trod on you, you'd instantly die. That's the trick. I'm just feeling this, you might have a stand that's stronger than you, it takes a punch, and for it, it's nothing, but for you, it's like being staggered badly. Interestingly, starting, well, it actually more or less starts with part four. Stands aren't always beneficial either. Your stand potential could unlock, and it might be something really detrimental to you. Like some of them are parasitic, and they move from host to host. Mm-hmm. So they, they can't, those ones tend to be more like you were saying about having an entity sort of personality they're more like that they're, they're a bit more personable those ones um, and there's some quite clever ones like that in part 4 um, but part 4 is definitely one of my favourite parts um, and now with the, the climax coming up there's no better time to watch it because if you want to binge watch them yeah. you could just binge watch them now the best time to binge them yeah, cool. um, and I prefer binge watching. I got to be honest, I, I, with the original OVA, I just I don't think I was all that keen on the voice actors. Yeah, I, I, they did it a lot better in this recent. Yeah, well, because uh, uh, and then the OVA was dubbed, wasn't it? And mm. this is all subbed, so uh, 
Well, no, but even the even the um, sub of the original. I, I think I've only seen the dub of the original. I don't think I've ever seen the sub. I wasn't particularly. I wasn't particularly fond. And it of did it. cut down Stardust Crusaders quite a bit, didn't it? It took loads of stuff out. Like mm. it could only really be, which is a shame because the fights are pretty much the big part of JoJo. So if I was if I if I were to say a place to start, watch the new ones, the ones that have recently come out. Like, yeah, the, the Dave uh, David Productions one because they are much. Much better, and they're closer to the mangas as well. They pretty much play the manga out scene for scene. Are these series like independent of each other? Because you watch one series, no, not you really. could kind of, you I could, suppose, but, but you'd get the full. Yeah, I'd rather. I, I thought you were saying that like, they're following well, descendants of the family. You've got because, to make, like, yeah. Yeah. I also think thing. if you if if you're kind of not the sort of person that is used to anime either. Phantom Blood is good because it eases you in. Like mm. it's not that strange compared to the later ones. The later ones get really bizarre. Yeah, but Phantom yeah. Blood I have is memories of one of those episodes. That, yeah, we introduced him on one of the weirdest ones, which is like, <laughs> yeah, here, here, Nick, watch this one. This one's like the strangest one. But yeah, the, the, the first series starts off a little bit more pedestrian, doesn't it? I love the first episode of Phantom Blood. Because it pretty much. Condenses. I love the entirety of the first season. Second season was pretty good. Third season was a bit. Yeah, yeah you went right to Stardust Crusaders. Um, that's, that's good, but it's, I don't know. I just preferred the other characters. Mm. I preferred um, to Jotaro. You mean? Yeah, I, I like Jotaro. There's nothing wrong with Jotaro. Jotaro is a character's fine. Palmer's Ironically, fine Jotaro gets much better in Part Four. Jotaro is a much cooler character in Part Four than he is mm. in Part Three. Um, that seems to be popular consensus too. Most people seem to say that. Well, I think. Part three kind of benefits from a JoJo always well not always because the first ones don't really have support and cast but part three really benefits from its support and cast yeah. with Paul and the ref and again Joseph old man Joseph is absolutely brilliant and part four is kind of the same it's got a really nice support and cast mm-hmm. but um, I think part four also has the best villain because part four's villain is very unique very interesting. Um, strangely relatable even though he's kind of monstrous in some ways but he's strangely relatable that's a yeah it makes part four good fun because mm. the episodes that almost perfectly focus on him as well are brilliant they're just worth watching for him sometimes but mm. um yeah no I, I definitely recommend it um well i'm not going to not recommend a jojo show am i but you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah, now's the best time to get on it, really, because... Uh, I'll have to pick them up, because I did actually find my copies of the manga um, recently, so I'll have to... I would say you, you could also jump in with Part 4 without being spoiled I'd, I'd want to watch. But... I'd want to watch the whole thing through, to be fair. Yeah. But they're my favourites of the first two series, but... Yeah. I think if... Did, which would did you prefer from 1 and 2? I don't know, that's a really tough one for me. 2 is... I, 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 I really two. liked number 1. Um, number 2 was very fun... Number three, also good, just I thought that at points it, it kind it of... It drags a bit, yeah. that's the problem, because it's longer running than the other two, and I think yeah. he got a bit lost in some areas. Part four does that a little bit, but the interesting thing about part four is Josuke is very much, if you took Jotaro and Joseph and mixed them, mm-hmm. he's very much like the two of them, um, and I think you'll like part four based on that alone. That that alone kind of makes it feel like part two. Sure. It's the closest part to part two, I would say. Um, part, yeah, they're, and they're two of my favourite parts, part two and part four. Mm-hmm. They're the two I like the most. Cool. But nice. yeah. There we go. Cool. Right, on to flashback. So, just a few from here. Um, so, we discussed discussing Farming Simulator, and I, we were discussing hay bales turning into airplanes. Yeah. 
Um, Florence does not have a crop dusting plane, but it does have a crop dusting helicopter, All which right. is almost as good. Hay bale base is unconfirmed. Um, you also asked if Mod Pro is a mod form simulator. I don't know. I can't find out. However, it has been the game at least since 2011. Sure. It's been some time. Um, we discussed X-Play, whether it's on consoles or not, and it isn't. But you can get it on Android and iOS, which seems a bit weird. Wasn't X-Play that TV show with... Uh, no, that, X-Play. That's... That, that was... Really, it's not on... But I vaguely remember listening to another podcast, and they apparently interviewed the creator, and apparently he said... He want X Play to be able to. He wants the owners of the game, the game, to be able to like properly take over an aircraft. So, for example, you could have your tablet linked, up to your, linked up to your Cessna mm. aircraft, and if you had a problem, you could let the, the game could take over control for you. Say you became injured or something, from whatever reason, mm. and you could like hit by your tablet, and the tablet take the plane and fly and land it for you, okay. like a sort of autopilot in any aircraft. Sure, um, that's what fits on there. But it's a weird sort of situation. Not on consoles, but you can have it on your iPhone if you really want to play a, re- a realistic flight simulator on your iPhone. You can. I'm not sure you put the joystick in. <laughs> uh, we also discussed the. Just imagine that. <laughs> iPhone. Put <laughs> 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 yeah. VR in it, just tape it to your face. <laughs> we also discussed um, the game that tied to Eve. It was called Dust 514. So we were nearly right with the name. Um, it was released on PS3 only. Yeah, I, I remember. 2013. And it stopped, but it shut down in 2016. Really? I thought it had shut down sooner than that. No, May 20th, so it lasted three years. Mixed response was the exact quote used on the website. So it got a mixed response. I, a lot of people didn't like it. I, I know that a lot of people that did play it on, I, I actually gave it some thought after the podcast. Um, some people that I do remember um, playing it at the time really enjoyed it. But the players on the PC were just like, nope, that shouldn't even be a thing. There is trouble with the Eve community. Oh, we love the Eve community. They're lovely people. We don't <laughs> want to you say anything bad about the Eve community. You weren't gone, son. But they are quite hardcore. And hardcore, hardcore PC gamers don't particularly like consoles. I didn't never, I guess. No. <laughs> so, the, I can understand the Eve community not liking a console. It'd be like asking hipsters not drinking Starbucks. It wasn't going to go down well. <laughs> That's a good link, dude. Damn. <laughs> oh, Wouldn't they rather drink in more indie establishments these days? Probably. Star pubs. Um, <laughs> weird news. You've missed all the weird news. Oh, sources. yeah. We've had some gold. We have had some gold. So. I have to watch them later. <laughs> in the news of possibly bad possibly bad taste possibly also you know risk right. oh okay you know bad taste well that's China now if you want to go to China you can go see it so there's a resort that's got like a big artificial beach it's going to have and like ski just don't so say forth. Fatty Kim the third but it also has a life-size replica of the Titanic fucking rocking but it gets better it simulates being shot by an iceberg and sinking <laughs> So, coming behind it called Seven Star Energy Investment Group, so it should be completed late next year, which is, as this is current, so this is late next year, which right. is 2017, for those keeping time. 
Um, it'll be part of the Romadesia Seven Star International Culture Tourism Resort. Great thing in your culture, you go over there. Oh, look, they've replicated a massive disaster. <laughs> Rockin'. As well, finally. Pretty certain I've seen that happen in a manga before, you know. There's, a, there's literally that a, a, a Titanic themed park with a Titanic that crashes into an iceberg that you nice. can experience the thing on. I think it might be looping, actually. Really? Yeah. As well, five field vessels like the traditional ice-fired vessels simulation the original Titanic collision with an iceberg and subsequent sinking. It's been developed by a Hollywood production designer and producer called Curtis Schnell. He said he's, he's doing, he could be done in a very respectful way. And Titanic was more than just a ship. They were trying to be, but they're going to try and be as close as they can. Um, they're not going to build it. It's not going to be complete because it's not going to have every single room built in. Not going to drown Leonardo DiCaprio, are they? <laughs> They know, but that's a worthy cause they should take up. Uh, apparently, the initial budget is 116 million. Apparently, it's gone over that, but he has, the chap has not said how much. Uh, he said, the chap, the chap, the chap, the seven star CEO said this is something that China needs, and that every person must want something like this because we've always wanted to be. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you would. Brilliant. Before, You've always wanted to sort of be simulated being drowned in I could be the one where, where I can literally prove everything wrong. When I go, women and children first, I'm like, no, nah, forget, jump it in quick. <laughs> this life is mine, suckers. Yeah. I can just imagine you cutting the rope <laughs> on the last boat. <laughs> you want to get in, jump from that <laughs> height. <laughs> Fuck you all. Oh, yeah. Bard's one of the people, Bard is one of the blokes that dressed up as a bird to get on the lifeboats. Oh, yeah. sure, I, I could get away with it, you know, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, you could. I mean, you'd have to explain the beard, but you could get away with it. I, I, well, travelling circus. I just wear a burger in this day and age. I'll be fine. Yeah. Moving swiftly on. I, I'd actually I like, to, like that I'd one. like to see uh, in in 2017 when this thing is completed. No, I wouldn't like to see you in a burger. Uh, <laughs> I would I'll li- sit I'd through like... a whole podcast in a burger if you want me to. <laughs> I want to know... To be what fair, mate, looking at you that. on the picture right now, it wouldn't take a lot of effort to make it seem like you had one on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know how that is received. I, 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 I mean, that must be a fucking hell of a job to engineer something like that. Well, they did it once before 1912, so I'm sure they can replicate it. <laughs> <laughs> they made it. They, they, no, they, I mean repeatable. <laughs> Fuck's sake, mate. They've had the idea for ages. It's look, just been on ice. Look, look, I imagine, <laughs> I imagine what the, yeah. I imagine what you do. You'll go to like some room somewhere, and the room, that individual room will move slightly, but the rest of it will fill with water and drown everybody. Because this is China we're talking about, so not ground safety. But I'm sure, the whole, I'm sure the whole thing doesn't move whenever they sink. Oh. That would be a bit impractical. Come on. I want a fucking scale replica. I want to hear Celine Dion as the thing is going down. <laughs> God damn it. Pat is. Oh, oh, God. Coming out of the speakers Good being sung in Chinese. And they're still so <laughs> proud of it. Violence. Violence in Ireland. Or country atrium, to be exact. That's not Terrible an part. unusual thing, surely. Well, yes, but this is what committed the violence. A pensioner had to be dragged to safety inside shop after an angry goat went on a rampage down a main street of a quiet town. The oh. manager of Eurospar in Carrickfergus... This is why at first I thought this might be made up, because where the place is called Carrickfergus, which looks so much like Carrickfuckus, I thought that might be made up, but it's apparently a real place. Apparently the animal ran amok, jumping on cars, eating flowers and frightening stuff at customers. So he, was, he got his shop in the early mornings... And he had a knock on the door. 
and he thought it was a bread man, but turned around and I just saw this massive goat standing at two high lakes. It seemed like I wanted to come into the shop and was looking straight at him. It got very angry when he didn't let him in the shop. The best bit was, he attacked this pensioner, headbutted his pensioner. Do you know what the pensioner was called? Mm. Billy. <laughs> he said he butted one of the regular customers, he comes come in every, early every morning to get his paper. We had to quickly open the doors and drag Billy inside. Frankly, the only real damage was to the plants which he kept outside. It ate them by thought, I'm not going to go out there to tell it off. Fucking go out there and punch it in the face. Have you not played Goat Simulator? They're violent. <laughs> so are kangaroos, but it didn't stop a dude from punching one in the face. Yes. Yeah, the kangaroo will punch you back. Do you not see that boxing match between the kangaroo from like the 1950s? They got a kangaroo versus a boxer. Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Kangaroos are vicious. The, the chap put his first punch in, the kangaroo thought, I've had enough of this, grabbed him and, and kicked him with his back legs and he went flying across the arena. Game the arena. over, man. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't follow Queensby rules. That's the trouble. Um, Dirty fire. Apparently, eventually stopped by men in the pub who believed to be the animal's owner, grabbed it by the horns and took it away. No one investigates, the person just grabs it and takes it away. No one bothers to say, oh, That's it, you fucker, I've had enough of this. Yeah. I want a free goat. There's one, right, let's have it. Yeah. There's some brilliant photos of it. It literally is just, it just stares in at the walls. Like, it's like got so much violence in the eyes. It's really quite good photos. Murderous goat. It is one of murderous goats. Baphomet. Right. Ah. Titanic theme park was also in an episode of Rick and Morty. There that you go. That must have been what it was. I thought it was a manga, but it must have been Rick and Fucking Morty. Because I've seen Inky Rick and Morty. Watch- she's been I love Rick and Morty. Fuck out of that. Who commented that? Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, only Vera commented that. Well, I've got. An... What are you guys into? Are you guys into marathons at all? Considering a marathon, I, I can imagine falling down a marathon at some that... point in his life. I don't know why. I just imagine you doing that. Not a marathon. Yeah. No, I'm too lazy. Eating a marathon. Yeah, I, said, I had a marathon, but I never called marathon. Well, you can now go if you want to. We've just completed I've done a manga go. anime marathon before, yeah, you know. You can, you can go over, now you can attend, not this year, but next year, the, Antant- the Antarctic Ice Marathon. Yeah, it's right. Tracy's point to it's run fifth about, thir- it's run approximately a few, well, some distance away from the South Pole. It's the southernmost marathon on Earth. Oh, it's a few hundred kilometres away, the South Pole. It's run at Union Glacier. Uh, ironically, the one man who ran it had to had to slide overheating because he got too had too much warm clothing on. <laughs> the man, the man who ran it, ran it did in three hours thirty seven minutes point one three hours according to this. While the woman, the woman who is and he's Irish as well. I don't know if he's related to the man who did the goats. Um, Maybe he's running from the goat. Possibly, perhaps the goat was running in it. Perhaps it was a fun one. The goat was doing a fun one. Um, a woman won it, Julian Mendoza did it in six hours, one minute. Yeah. Uh, but he said he's very tough, and I just thought you might like to be interested in doing that at some point. Oh, nice. I'll do it next okay. week. Right. Drink driving. Oh. We've all done it. No. no. Well, we didn't drive, so that's what we have. Fucking hell, like, did you it's do just it? like how you link in. Uh, we've all done it, you know. We've <laughs> all done it. Drink, bit of drink well, driving, yeah. Don't do it in America, in Canada. Right. They've now introduced a new punishment for people. So. Flogging. Well, so according to those, for, according to the Kensington Police, uh, if for those dumb enough to drink and drive, Kensington Police have a special message: when we catch you, and we will catch you, on top of a hefty fine, a criminal charge, and a year's driving suspension, we'll also provide you a bonus gift of playing the officer's copy of Nickelback on the cruise on the race to jail. <laughs> now, no need to thank us. We figure if you're fool enough to get behind the wheel after drinking that little Chad Kroger and the boys, the perfect gift for the, Chad, the little Chad Kroger, the boys, is the perfect gift for you. 
people responded saying this is police brutality. Torture in vain. Apparently, someone's just they're going to keep Justin Bieber back for worse crimes. Oh my god. I don't even want to think. Yeah. What would you have to do to have Justin Bieber play to you? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> well, that's it. We're, everything's gone clean now. So don't drink drive in Canada. Right. All of my terror plots will be thrown away now that I know that I could be threatened with shit music. On to tourism news. Right. A Chinese tourist spent nearly two weeks in German migrant hostel after mistakenly applying for asylum. Oh, he didn't say fat him the third day. When he actually wanted to report a theft. Uh, the 31-year-old backpacker who spoke neither German nor English and went to medical check and had his fingerprints taken. Oops. A Red Cross where they found that the man's wife had been stolen in Stuttgart, but instead of going to police, the man registered himself as a migrant. Oops. Accidentally. They managed to get a translator from a local Chinese restaurant um, who explained to him. Apparently, when he arrived... I just imagine him being from shitty walk in South Park. <laughs> that guy from shitty walk. Any shitty walk. No, don't want to say that. The thing is, the, so in the time, arrived at the hostel on a bus with other migrants. He's very different from the others. Very, very helpless, said Red Cross worker Christopher Schlumterman. I think. A translation uh, confirms his suspicions that Tors had got entangled in the asylum system by mistake. It came a phrase like, I want to go on a trip abroad, he said. It emerged that had plans to visit Italy and France. He's from northern China, apparently allowed the authorities to take away his passport and visa, take his fingerprints. He had a medical check and was given standard payments that migrants get on arrival in Germany. He had meals at the migrant hostel and received some spending money. <laughs> I don't think, what point do you think this is not standard procedure? I, I've, I've reported the theft and now I'm being shipped on a bus to a hostel. I've been fed and given spending money. Is this standard procedure for when I report a theft? Fucking hell. Um... His science has been stopped, you'll be pleased to know, and he's now he's able to continue his European hot tour. Um, he did not get angry, but left Germany saying simply that he imagined Europe, be, Europe to be quite different. <laughs> nice. Nice. What a ball ache. Well, I can imagine, it would be terrible. Poor little fucker. But I love the fact that at some point you must have thought to yourself, this isn't right. Probably just didn't want to say, though. Like, yeah. I not too deep. Why did they not get a translator to begin with, yeah. Right off the bat. Oh wait, that's common sense, isn't it? They probably had to find one. They probably had to go, they probably read all local Chinese restaurants, but they found they had to go from a Chinese it's not restaurant. Like Japan then, where you step off the train, is the translator instantly there, and you're just like, "That's awesome, mm-hmm. I like that." Yeah, they have to, It's quite. I can imagine it being quite tricky. That's what happens when people come here and I have to translate cunt for them? Yeah. But. Cool. See you next Tuesday. Right. Where to find us? Well, well, I've got our In this shed. Yeah. No, it's a garage. So Actually, it's an Arctic weather station. We established in the last podcast. Yep. Right, so like we're expecting the thing to appear any minute or something. No polar bears. Mm-hmm. We're going to get besieged by ten of them. Ten. Specifically ten vicious, polar bears. Uh, vicious zombie polar bears. Ridden by penguins. No, no. Just normal polar bears. And then we, we have to wait for supply ship from Russia with flares and dogs to rescue us. Yep. We have to last a month. Yep. It's a trick. Yep. See, it's a new it. horror film. Yep. We're going to be doing it. We're going to be we'll decide to make. Yep. It would be pretty much standard procedure for our horror film because you watch horror films because you want to see everybody in them die. So, you know, like. Oh, it would be awkward with just two of us, wouldn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> One of us dies like the first 10 minutes. Like, well, shit, that's going to be awkward, isn't it? So, oh, dear. Oh, dear. 
Well, oh, well. well one of us is going to have to die because well, one of us is going to have to operate the camera. One of us is going to die so the other one can dress up as a polar bear. Look at really shitty kids' bear costume painted yeah. white. Yeah. <laughs> not sprayed, not dyed, painted. Just like jump into a tub of fucking. Jump into a tub of fucking condoms. I'm covered in Johnny's. I've been protected. I'm polar bear's a protected species. Why are there polar bear blowing balloons? What's he making those water bombs out of? Oh dear. Oh, He's put one on his head now as inflating it. <laughs> Where can you find us? Randers. No, you. Randers.com. Uh, Twitter at Randers. YouTube, you're watching us, hopefully. If not, you're listening to us, in which case you can find us on YouTube at Randers. We've got Avera. Two if you count us. I'm watching. Four, it. actually. So, so none of your, your mum's church procession are watching you, then. Thankfully not. So they don't know. I'm waiting on the Vicar Mike post on there. We'll see if in a second. If they do, you're going to be disowned. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> disowned, excommunicated, more like. Oh no, we find the coffee mornings anymore. Just Disastrous. Think, if Lizzie finds out, she might up the penalty for treason again. <laughs> I'm probably already on that list. Come yeah. on, let's be fair. We're on so many lists. So many lists. Me and Nick definitely are, especially since that North Korean podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, do you think it's a coincidence that we lost that many subscribers straight after we put the podcast on with a picture of North Korea flag? I do notice we lost three subscribers immediately after that. Like, I find the thing that'd be most ironic is I'm not in that one, so if North Korea ever retaliate, I will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we said nothing but nice things. And Kim nodded and agreed. He yeah. did. He did, he nodded. Very large head we discovered in the podcast. Mm. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's in the flow for. Um, you to, uh, Google Plus, plus Grand Nerds, Facebook.com Grand Nerds. There you go. Fuck it. Done it. Well, we better get on with his bloody Christmas one then now. What the fuck? You've ruined it. Ruined. You've ruined it. You've ro- shown our mastery of time and ruined it. So, thank you for watching up in the Suffolk Fram. I'll get decorating in a minute, Ian Bars. Let's We'll see you in a minute. In two weeks, <laughs> t- in two weeks' time, when we broadcast live on Christmas Eve, but there won't be any comments allowed. We can't do comments for certain, for specific reasons. So, thank you for watching. Goodbye. Yeah. I wish I could still edit these. <laughs> that was a good so one. So he just sunk in. That was a good one. I'm glad to have me back. <laughs> why did we? Why did we invite him back? <laughs> to be honest, I was hoping he was going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, if I, I'll give one last go. I'll invite him one last time and see if he turns up. And I, thought, I didn't even know you were doing them. I didn't come back say, if I'd have known we were doing them. <laughs> well, what's wrong with you? you say? You're up for podcasts like, tonight? Yeah, I can't. No. I'm okay, busy. then. We're going to do it anyway. Tough. Cool. You should have said. <laughs> would you have come? Well, no, because I still would have been busy. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you obviously didn't check your emails enough. All this YouTube channel because they've all been broadcast on there. I'm lazy. Do you expect yeah. me to do any of this stuff? You're supposed to be king of the internet.
Am I? Yeah, Dark Lord of the Memes and all that shit. Oh, the, 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 the Dank Lord of the Memes, surely, but I don't know. <laughs> uh. I've been even back, like, what? Do you know, <laughs> I usually don't, when la- last three episodes, I've had to do no editing at all. I literally normalise, compress, noise reduction, noise reduction, just do that, chop a little bit at the front and end where we waffle on a little bit, chop the head, render, upload, <laughs> done. Okay, you've been back for like an hour and a half? Or was it now? And now, 47 <laughs> minutes you've been back. And there's two things I've got to now edit out of the audio version because they're just deeply offensive. <laughs> Is that all? Why did we invite the gnome back? <laughs> they're not deeply offensive. I, I will say, not so much kind of in Bard's defence, everything is a trigger warning. <laughs> so, I think to be fair, look, I'm not saying we're going to put trigger we warnings. We flew a North Korean flag while Steve weren't here. <laughs> yeah, but that's a massive see? trigger warning. People look on the thumbnail, they see a North <laughs> yeah, Korean flag. They know it's going to be a North Korean career. It's fine. They it's were okay. triggered yeah, well, just that makes like my non-existent. God. God. I'm going to beef him out again. I've already done it once. <laughs> what episode? Link people to that episode. I beat the him. episode where there's just this random No, tone. where he decided to give away loads of spoilers for a game. I beat him out completely. Oh, I was going to say, you not an entire episode. I'm not saying because you did the spoilers away again. <laughs> well, I can't remember spoiling it. You did, you spoiled a game. You did, a you game? Did, it was, it was you a game that has been released. Spoiled what game was that? I'm not telling you. <laughs> it was a game that has been released over the last decade or two. I'm not telling you. But anyway, whatever it was, I beeped you out. 